Hey everyone, welcome back to an early morning market open live stream. Today we're going to talk about the jobs report, which comes out in about two minutes. Uh, two minutes jobs report comes out. It'll be really interesting to see what we get uh, today. If we're uh, we're going to see a, a substantial amount of inflation in wages, are we going to see a, a decline or increase, hopefully, in uh, worker job uh, participation? We uh, got the uh, productivity numbers yesterday that weren't as good as expected. And, of course, we'll, we're also going to be looking for that headline number. What's that headline number going to look like in terms of how many jobs we've created? Uh, remember that uh, last month was a, was a pretty big miss for our jobs report in uh, September. We did have COVID, though. A lot of, uh, a lot of complaints about COVID uh, last month. But uh, this month... We're uh, we're on to comparing to uh, what October is going to look like. So uh, this report comes out in about one minute. Kind of excited about that. Let me give uh, let's give some expectations here. So uh, we'll write these down so that way we have them. We've got our prescription pad right here. So uh, let's compare here. So we are expecting. Uh, last month we had 194,000 jobs. This month we are expecting a number of 420. With an unemployment rate moving down from 4.8% to 4.7%. And uh, average hourly earnings moving up 0.4% on the month. And worker productivity at 61.7%. As well as... Actually, those are probably the most important things. Oh, uh, annual uh, wage growth of about 4.9% annual. Okay, good. So let's see what we get. We're going to get the answer within the next uh, few seconds here. It's going to be very interesting to see if this is a miss or can we can we, can we meet for once? Let's see what we got. All right. So, okay, time is now. I think everybody in the world. Are, oh, 531. That's good. Down to 4.6. That's better than expected. Unemployment report comes in better than expected. This is very, very good. Uh, down 0.2%. Good, good, good. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's see here. The month over month. Average hourly earnings for all employees uh, increased by 4.9% uh, in the annual. That's good. That's right along expectations for uh, wage growth. So we're not like super high inflation or whatever. Uh, average hourly earnings uh, increased 11 cents. 11 cents so 0.11 divided by 30.96 that's uh that's only uh well hold on here uh okay 30.85 hold on a sec okay 11 cents that seems oddly low it seems really low uh private sector yeah that seems like really a really low increase in, uh, in in the average hourly earnings on a month-to-month -month basis. So that actually could be a good thing, is that we meet met sort of the overline, uh, or over, overall headline number by actually beating it. We beat it by 110,000, uh, actually 111,000 job beat. That's really good. Our uh, annual inflation rate beat. Our unemployment rate actually fell by an extra point uh, one percent, which is really good, 
Job growth was widespread with notable gains in uh, leisure and hospitality. This is actually exactly what we saw as well at, um, uh, what's it called? Um, let's see here. Uh, this is exactly what we saw with the ADP report on Wednesday. On Wednesday, we had uh, a substantial boost in hospitality employment. And employment rate edged down to 4.6%. Number of unemployed, okay. Among the major worker groups, the unemployment rate for adult men was 4.3%, adult women 4.4%, teenagers 11.9%, whites 4%, blacks 7.9%, Asians 4.2%, Hispanics 5.9%. Labor force participation rate was unchanged. Uh, They were expecting a a bump up here, so that's a miss. Uh, It stayed at 61.6%. Yeah, 1.7% lower than February of 2020. Okay, and then what we have here is we have 11.6% of people teleworking. I feel like that number should actually be higher, (laughs) Uh, that more people are teleworking. But all right. So monthly job growth average, 582,000. Non-farm payroll increased to 182 All right, what do we got here? Employment and leisure and hospitality increased 164,000 in October. We've got professional and business services added 100,000. So really companies, a lot of companies adding workers. Because leisure leisure and hospitality is almost exclusively uh, things like food service here, drinking places, accommodation, hotels, right? Business services like management, consulting, uh, technical services, legal services. This is really good. uh, Manufacturing up 60,000 led by a gain in motor vehicles and parts, uh, fabricated metals, chemicals, printing and related, employment and transportation and warehousing increased 54,000. Uh, uh, construction employment rose by 44,000 in October. Healthcare added 37,000. Retail trade, 35,000. Other services, 33K. Financial activities, 21K. Employment and wholesale trade, 14K. Mining 5k and then local government and state education down 43,000 and 22,000, and private education went up 17,000. All right, I mean, that's that's pretty good. That's not bad. Let's uh, this is actually, I'd say, a, a very, very good report. This is the kind of stuff that we want to see. It's not like it's overheating, but uh, let's see how the market's responding. The market likes it, market is happy. Uh, that's good news. Market uh, popped on that news. So uh, very good. Uh, SPY, uh, I mean, it moved fractionally. So, you know, not like we're seeing a substantial move here. Let's go to, uh, yeah, even Tesla. Tesla saw, I mean, Tesla's mostly flat here in pre-market, but tiny little bit of bump. Pop on to Etsy here. Eh, I can't really even see anything there. Let's go to Amazon or Google or some of these others. Yeah, Amazon likes that. Google, pretty much flat. APL. Seems like most companies are happy about this. Let's take a look at what CNBC is saying. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about this one. John, if I can just talk about that last well, night with a group what, of employers, and, the, and the, the, the options are fairly limited. Either um, they've decided to simply leave the labor force and accept a lower standard of living. Um, they've decided to retire or they really do pay people more not to work than we used to. I think the one thing you see in these numbers is the 
is a validation of some of the folks who were saying, look, as soon as the, the supplemental unemployment runs out in September, you'll see a, a tick up in employment. This is the first jobs report to show that number. If there's anything looking forward, these are great numbers. Let's, let's not, let's not, uh, let's not miss, miss the point there. But looking forward, what is this going to do? This is going to focus even more attention on the supply side. The demand side is looking good. Jobs coming back very strong here. You've got those government jobs that have gone away temporarily. Those teaching jobs have not gone forever. You're going to have competition between the government and the private sector. You're going to see more demand uh, for wages. It's going to draw more attention to the supply side of this inflation discussion. So, yeah, great job numbers. But looking forward, it's going to draw more attention to whether or not we can get these goods and services to market. Austin, I have a political question hey, for Joe. you. How is it? Uh, I'm just going to make a note here. So I calculated the uh, average uh, monthly wage gain here with us going up 11 cents. That works out to 0.355%. And if you multiply that by 12, that means wages are going up by, at an annualized rate of about 4.2%. That's actually really good. 4.2% uh, is one of the lowest uh, reads that we've had in a while here. Uh, CNBC is rounding, which I think is kind of lame. I saw uh, CNBC threw up 4.4, uh, uh, sorry, 4.6%, but that's because they're rounding. When you do the actual math, 4.2% is the non-rounded number. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So... Let's see here. Let's keep listening for a moment. Back in the state that we were at the beginning of this year, where growth is high, and I, I would think that that's going to that his popularity would benefit from that. But you know, they they got to pass a bill. Uh, they got they got to get something from the from what he. Brought. All right. Looks like you jumped over into politics there. So let's pull off this here. Let's see what we got in the market. Bill.com, fourteen point three one percent. Pfizer's up ten point four nine. GoPro sitting up 8.78. Wow. Uh, Yelp, 7.6. Backed Holdings, 6%. American Airlines, 6%. United, 6%. Wow. How did these airlines take off like this? And why? Yeah, what happened to the airlines? What is this? All the airlines are freaking out. <laughs> well, don't sue me, bro, but... That one sounded pretty good. That was not a bad jobs report. What happened here? Airlines rising wage. I don't know. Why the American? Why all of a sudden the airlines have? There's got to be some kind of news. Is it the Pfizer news? Oh, really? Hold on. I haven't. You haven't seen this yet. Let me see here. Mm. Found it. Pfizer said its COVID-19 pill reduces hospitalizations and deaths in high-risk patients by 89%, a result that has the potential to upend how the disease caused by COVID is treated and alter the course of the pandemic. Shares surged 11%. The drug maker said in a statement Friday that it was no longer taking new patients in clinical trials of the treatments due to overwhelming efficacy and plan to submit the findings to U.S. regulators for emergency authorization as soon as possible. This sounds very familiar to the um, to the Merck pill, which uh, is kind of interesting uh, that you've, you've basically got this competition 
of pills happening right now. But this is really good. Uh, the results mean there are now two promising candidates for treating COVID-19 patients early in the course of the disease. Last month, Merck CEO, there you go, and uh, Ridgeback Biotherapeutics submitted their experimental pill to regulators after showing it slashed the risk of getting seriously ill or dying by half in patients with moderate uh, to mild COVID. Pfizer, however, is suggesting that we can reduce hospitalizations and deaths by not half but rather 89%. Oh my gosh, this is really good. This is a pill that can be taken at home at the first sign of symptoms and apparently is uh, a crucial tool for taming, well, I mean, I would expect it would be a crucial tool for taming the COVID-19 crisis globally. This is, this is really incredible. Uh, in Pfizer's trial, out of 1,219 unvaccinated adults and five days of treatment, the drug dramatically reduced the rate of hospitalization when it was started within either three or five days of symptom onset. Wow. Not even of you, uh, you know, like testing positive or taking it before you really have symptoms, which is hard to do because how, how are you supposed to know? But you three to five days after you start getting symptoms. Which is amazing because that gives you plenty of time to go to the doctor. Gives you plenty of time to realize that you actually have COVID. Uh, that's incredible. That's really good. Dramatically reduces the rate of hospitalization when it started within either three or five days of symptom onset. The drug Paxlovid, that's the name, Paxlovid, binds to an enzyme called protease to stop the virus from replicating itself. Some drugs for HIV work in a similar way. Overall, just 0.8% of people who started treatment within three days of getting sick ended up in the hospital and no one died. While 7% of people who got a placebo in that window were later hospitalized or died. It's a really good article here. Thanks, Bloomberg, for throwing this together. Similar results were found when the drug was started within five days of symptom onset. That's great result, which hasn't been published. So it's either three to five days, but also similar results within five days. Current treatment options for COVID are not ideal. You have the uh, monoclonal antibody cocktails. Who remembers those? Uh, Regeneron, Eli Lilly, uh, Gilead has remdesivir, right? But uh, the pill, like the Merck pill, that was great news. The Merck pill that you could reduce your chance of going to the hospital. I'm sorry, by, uh, reduce your chance of going into the hospital substantially, but also reduce your risk of death by uh, 50%. Really, really, really good. Uh, this Pfizer pill, though, just takes the cake. Uh, I mean, 80, what is 89% efficacy? That's really good. The pill was internally developed by Pfizer researchers in the US and UK during the early pandemic shutdown. The scientists agreed to come back to their labs in an urgent effort to develop anti-COVID pills. Company researchers worked around the clock to design this molecule in a highly compressed time frame. They dusted off an old experimental viral drug that Pfizer had developed after the SARS epidemic, also a COVID cousin that killed about 800 people in 02. Old drug needs to be administered. Uh, the old drug needs to be administered by IV. But by July of last year, Pfizer researchers tweaked the original molecule and came up with a new compound that turned out to be highly potent against COVID in test tubes and could be used as a pill. Wow, this is really good. That's amazing. Congratulations, Pfizer. Uh, this is absolutely uh, excellent news. Uh, I mean, really, really wonderful news. 
you know, if, uh, somebody here in the comments is saying they lied about the efficacy of vaccine. Why do you think they're being fair now? Well, they actually didn't lie about the efficacy of the vaccine. The problem is the efficacy of the mRNA vaccine just wanes, right? So uh, the uh, Pfizer vaccine was expected to be 90 plus percent effective uh, w right away when you take it, which is still the case. The problem is your efficacy after six months goes down to about 50%. So you lose about 39% efficacy uh, over a six-month period of time, which kind of makes sense that you get some form of uh, diminished returns. They also do indicate that uh, you tend to have better uh, immune response when you actually caught COVID versus, uh, versus taking a vaccine solely because the memory T cells are uh, much more robust in individuals who've actually had COVID versus those who are vaccinated. Uh, so so there, are, there are differences, you know, but uh, still, you know, they're, they're quite effective. Uh, in, in fact, I was even looking at uh, the odds of getting, uh, of even catching, uh, like getting a breakthrough or whatever. The odds of getting COVID are like, without a vaccine are like 750 out of 10,000, but with a vaccine, it's like 150 out of 10,000. So, you know, it's still potential of catching it, certainly, but uh, it's it's maybe one fourth of uh, the potential if, if uh, you have the vaccine. So uh, there's some interesting things. Uh, but I mean, look, if, if I were, and look, the way to look at this is, think about the folks who are unvaccinated. Think about uh, those who have made the choice not to be vaccinated. And uh, let's say they end up catching COVID and uh, they, they've got to go to the hospital. They, they're just getting so sick. You know, they just got symptoms three, four days ago or whatever. And they're so sick. And they show up at a hospital and are here to take this pill. It's 89% likely to prevent you from dying. Uh, that's really good. That's, this is really good. I mean, it's, it's really a, a bailout for... Uh, for folks who get terribly sick uh, and are not vaccinated uh, or or who get terribly sick and are vaccinated because that's also possible right uh, this this to me uh this sounds like great news uh this is uh this is awesome uh very 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 cool uh, so why does Pfizer sponsor so many media outlets uh well you have uh, a lot of medical agencies advertise a whole lot and the reason you have that is because doctors get incentives for uh, prescribing certain medications. So, for example, if if somebody comes in and is like, oh, I want, you know, I, I feel like I have asthma or whatever, and they get diagnosed with asthma, uh, the patient might say, hey, by the way, I've been seeing all these TV commercials for Advair. Doctor be like, oh, yes, uh, Advair. Yeah, I can I can prescribe you Advair. And, and there's oftentimes a financial bonus or, or benefit to prescribing certain medications. That's just the way the medical industry works. So that's why you hear, like, haven't you ever wondered why you hear all of the, why there's so many TV commercials about, uh, about medications? Like you're not a doctor. Why do you care if, you know, blah, blah, blah will help you with your moderate to severe plaque psoriasis or whatever, right? And, and you hear all these commercials. Well, it's so that you can give that suggestion to your doctor uh, and, and then encourage that medication because you've already been primed that, oh, yeah, yeah, I keep hearing about that drug. Must be good, right? You know, look, like that's just marketing, right? <laughs> Seven no's turns into a yes, right? 
<laughs> so uh, it's, it's not saying it's right or just saying it's the way it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the market is is uh, responding very well to uh, to, to this uh, to this Pfizer news. Pfizer's up 11 percent. Norwegian Cruise Lines is up five and a half percent. American Airlines, Delta, uh, Carnival, even Embraer, uh, the, the uh, airplane manufacturers up. Uh, you've got uh, Spirit, Southwest, uh, Cinemark, Las Vegas Sands, Booking Holdings, Marriott, MGM, AMC. I mean, all of these guys doing extremely well here on uh, on on this Pfizer news. Uh, you know, you've got mixed in here. You've got Cloudflare up about four percent at two oh nine. Pretty incredible. That's uh, uh, that's unrelated, I, I imagine, from the uh, Pfizer vaccine discussion. But uh, otherwise, this is very impressive. So uh, double good news today. Good jobs report and uh, solid solid update here on a new drug from Pfizer. Uh, good. Uh, I, I like to call it the uh, the bailout pill, and this bailout pill is substantially more effective than the Merck pill. So congratulations, Pfizer. That's really good. All right, let's see here. What else do we have? Okay. So, mm-hmm. okay. Let me, uh, for, for, I see some comments here that are not sure exactly what I just talked about. I'm just going to read the first couple lines here really quick and then we'll, then we'll move on. So, uh, that way you have that. So, um, the news just came out that Pfizer said it has a COVID-19 pill that reduces hospitalizations and deaths in high-risk patients by 89%. I, I didn't even notice the first time around that it said high-risk patients. That's even better because that means it probably is even more effective against low-risk patients, right? As a result, uh, that uh, a result that has the potential to upend how the disease caused by COVID is treated after the course of the pandemic, shares surged 11%. Drug maker said in a statement on Friday that it was no longer taking new patients at a clinical trial of the treatment due to overwhelming efficacy. Really, really good news on, on this uh, Pfizer pill. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So, okay, what other news do we have? Let's see here. Let's, let's see what Jim, Jimbo's got going on. Let's listen to Jimbo. We're unhappy of the people who own the stocks that required you to stay inside. So it's a good day. You know, the, the Uber and Lyft and all that. I mean, it should be, those are all rear view mirror uh, problems, except maybe Peloton. I don't know what happens with Peloton. Huh, you know, I know what happened to Peloton. Started. Come on, folks. How many times have I said I've been out of Peloton? That what happened to Peloton was very easy to see. The writing was on the wall. Okay. Website data down. Deliveries increased in speed. Price went down. So wait a minute. Add these things together, folks. Website traffic went down. Price of the product went down. And at the same time, website traffic started going down. And price started going down. The delivery estimates for the products started plummeting. I kid you not, like these things were so blatantly obvious if you were just looking for them. It is literally why I sold my Peloton stock uh, somewhere around three months ago. But it was blatantly obvious. You could even do a Google trend search uh, and see that Peloton searches were down. So Peloton searches are down. Website traffic is down. The price got slashed. And at the same time, 
as searches are down and price goes down, you'd think like price going down would increase activity in Peloton or that more people would look at their website or, or be interested in the product and, and potentially buy it. Didn't happen. He started seeing uh, delivery timeframes come down during the supply crisis and the company Affirm started distancing itself from Peloton. I don't know like how many more catalysts you need <laughs> like when when a partner company that relies on it for financial purposes is distancing itself from Peloton like oh yeah you know we used to be heavily reliant on Peloton but now we're not anymore <laughs> you know that's a sign of bad things to come for Peloton sales because I can tell you everybody at the buy now pay later platform affirm probably knew what these Peloton statistics were going to be but again the writing was all over all over all right what do we got over here Okay, Jim's going to commercial. Fine now. Oh, well, that's not going to work. Uh, okay. Fine then. Hop on over here. So, uh, all right, what else do we have here? Good news on that jobs report there. Oh, let's uh, let's listen in here for a moment. Give me one moment. There we go. Markets that Stephanie and John Lonsky talked to. The markets are either complacent or they're telling us something. They might be complacent. If they're telling us something, what they're telling us is this. The bond market yield is very low. It's been two per, below 2% wherever you look, out 10 years, out seven years, out five years. And the signal is the market is not worried about inflation. We talk about it a lot on mm -hmm. cable television, but the market doesn't seem to be worried about that. It might be complacent or it might know something. In terms of the stock market, new highs all the time, it might be exuberant, or it might be telling us that the outlook for profits is really strong. Low, low inflation, strong, strong profits. If you have money in the market, you're doing pretty well right now. Uh, so that's a pretty good environment to be in. If you're a small business owner and you're trying to get a worker, that's a different story. Yeah, that's absolutely a different story, uh, Jody. As you've been telling us, what can you tell us about small businesses right now? Well, the small businesses are actually going to be in a position to have an advantage very soon with this new mandate, Maria, because the new OSHA mandate is requiring employers with 100 employees or more to mandate that they have vaccines or to have weekly. I'm going to pull off here. Uh, OSHA, by the way, occupational safety, really tough. Uh, when it comes to uh, doing work in construction, I remember that following the OSHA rules for like asbestos removal or uh, uh, lead based paint, uh, ladder safety workers. Oh my gosh, the rules are insane. It's probably a good thing, but the problem is the rules are so insane that compliance with this stuff is extremely low. And uh, that's that's no bueno. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's one of the, the things is like if you make the rules too stringent, compliance actually tends to go down. It's generally the opposite of what uh, regulators are seeking for or, or, or seeking to accomplish. So, um, all right. So uh, what else do we have here? Let's see here. Let's go to the sticks again. Let's see. It's the sticks. You know, Bill.com, I can't believe this thing's like a $30 B 
billion dollar market cap, honestly. Uh, it's good service. But uh, boy, oh boy, I'm just shocked. They're so expensive. What's losing today, by the way? Uh, let's see here. Oh, gosh. Peloton's down 33%. Oh, what's reporting earnings today, by the way? Earnings whispers. Okay, today we have, uh, oh, DraftKings reported pre-market. Cinemark. Let's look at DraftKings. Everybody seems to be very interested in DraftKings lately. DraftKings. All right, let's see what DraftKings reported. DraftKings falls 11% after missing analyst revenue expectations. Ouch. DraftKings reports a loss per share of $1.35. The estimate was 1.05. Ouch. Miss on the bottom line. And we have uh, the consensus was $236.9 in revenue, 12 in. The top and the bottom line. Oh, that's a bummer. Gosh, this is one that's just been getting wrecked. Wow, wrecked. Not in this one, but very interesting. Kevin, if you are tired of permit issues and waiting forever, buy Indiana properties. We get same-day permits and cheaper housing. Wow, jealous. That's crazy. That's amazing. Good for you. Square. Hey, look at that. Square is moving up. It's up 1.34%. I wonder if there's any particular news on why Square is running. Let's go see what we have. Square. Stock. Okay, let's see here. Yeah, so Square. No. Square says Bitcoin demand slowed in Q3, but picked up in October. That's interesting. I don't actually see why Square's running. They, were, they did get a price target bump. They got a price target bump to 360 from 335 at Rosenblatt Securities. And Needham actually cut them. Needham cut them from 350 down to 315. Ouch. So this could just be a, a, a buyer, a whale here of some sort coming in and uh, shopping for Square. I don't think there's a particular particular reason we're seeing a Square move right now. Right now, the trending stocks, DraftKings, Pfizer, and Peloton. Penn National Gaming is also up here, Square. Uh, and NVIDIA. NVIDIA just, it, it's you, you just can't stop this stock. It's up another 1.55%. It's absolutely insane. Kevin, you should add Sunrun to the solar company. Add it to the watch. Uh, it's just, oh, here for that. Sunrun. I thought we had Sunrun on, on our watch list, don't we? Run. Oh, no, apparently we don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind adding Sunrun. All right. There we go. We did it. We did it. Yeah, Kathy going shopping for DraftKings. Who knows? Maybe. It seems like usually Kathy's fun buys at the end of the day, but I suppose they could buy at any point of the day. 
Alright, what else do we have here? Mm. Oh, good. Revisions to August and September jobs show 235,000 more jobs than expected. That's a bump of about 100,000 each month. So that's good. Let's listen to that. But we could, you know, maybe a little breather. I, I would trade the end of the pandemic for a little breather in the stock market. Uh, <laughs> even though, as you just said, everybody's rich and staying at home. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe that is the, we, got, we should probably show Bitcoin. I think we're at about 61,000. <laughs> Everyone's rich and staying at home. <laughs> and then Pfizer and the drug stocks. I mean, they're, they're yep. moving in opposite directions this morning. So, well, let's, let's do it. Let's do it again next week. Uh, please join us. On as Monday. we always do. Squawk on the streets next. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Looking for record highs across the board at the open on a wave of good news. October jobs beat 531,000, best number since July, yeah. positive revisions. Pfizer releases strong data on its COVID antiviral pill. We may even finally get infrastructure week today as the House tries to get a vote on the <laughs> That was a good joke. That was a really good joke. <laughs> we actually might get something out of Congress. <laughs> And pandemic stocks are taking a hit while reopening plays are surging. We're going to talk about which ones are moving and why. Start with Pfizer, though. Shares are surging after a study showed an experimental wow. COVID-19 antiviral pill cut the risk of hospitalization and death by nearly 90 percent. Pfizer CEO joined Squawk Box this morning, commented on if the pill would have an impact Ooh. on people getting vaccinated. The fact that we have a treatment is not at all a reason not to take the vaccine. In fact, we should take the vaccine. It's for sick people. Uh, the, the goal here is to prevent people from getting sick. So if you take it within the first three days, Jim, 89% protection uh, from hospital. Well, three to five days. Wait, five days? Still 85%. Look, oh, okay. Uh, Dr. Gottlieb, is, uh, we know him as, as straight shooter. By the way, uh, Frank Del Rio runs, uh, CEO of Norwegian Cruise, hired uh, Dr. Gottlieb to figure out what to do. And Dr. Gottlieb said just vaccinate everybody. And we, Joe, he was joking with me last night. <clears throat> the real Dr. Gottlieb is a much more fun-oriented guy. I thought he almost broke into a smile this morning when he said <laughs> the pandemic's over. Wow. He said, this is it. Within sight, it's over. And I think that, yes, the employment number is really important, but I now think this reminds me of my father used to tell a story about how uh, he was in the invasion force for Japan because uh, he was in the Sixth Army. And they told him, listen, you have to be first. We're going to invade Honshu and there won't be a lot of survivors. And then one day the atomic bomb went and they told him the war's over. You're not invading Honshu. I mean, th this this is the atomic bomb. It went off and we are not the numbers are staggering much better than Merck. And I think that we should. Yeah. I'm not saying we should go out in the street and celebrate, but I like they did at the end of World War II, but it to me honestly it's really good news <laughs> like it's it's that leftover bailout opportunity and and at 89% uh, or 85% if if that's what it is after 5 days phenomenal uh i mean that's that's really this is really good uh i'm surprised honestly the the covid stocks uh, or the recovery stocks uh, aren't even up more but uh anyway uh, look at that dave and busters up 3.89 percent never gonna get it back down to 30 to go shopping for it again <laughs> uh airbnb united airlines norwegian carnival these guys just running on this news great 
Uh, EXPI is up another 3% after that sell-off after the Zillow nonsense. Let's take a look at the Zillow, by the way. How is Zillow doing? Uh, Zillow 0.7% to the downside here. And phase 0.42% to the downside. Amazon's basically flat. Uh, we've got uh, Rocket Mortgage 3.53. Google 0.4. Uh, Moderna. Oh, wow. Moderna getting wrecked again. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. Uh, Moderna just uh, just dropped 14.8% on this news here. Let's see. And, and Merck's going down, too. It's crazy, too. This is why I don't get into bio. Like, I was thinking to myself, the Merck news was like, it, it got me scratching my head. Like, oh, if the Merck news is, is you know, remember that Merck pill, the, the red pill, the 50% efficacy or whatever? Uh, it it almost it almost had me thinking like I wonder if I should invest in Merck. It, it takes me a while to do research on stocks before I actually invest, and I don't invest in any biotech really. I've got a little bit of money in like a small amount of money in Moderna that I invested when it was 120 bucks, which means it's still a double. But I I really hope Moderna goes back basically way low because then uh, uh, then we can actually buy it after COVID as like a real long-term kind of mRNA play as well as Pfizer, right? They, they, they do great work as well. So we'll see Redfin down 3.43%, basically giving up half of what it gained yesterday, 8.25%, a little, little, uh, less than half. Uh, a firm was up 4.62% yesterday. It's only, it's uh, down 1.79% here in the pre-market Gilead coming down a little bit on this, uh, Pfizer news as well. Let's uh, let's see what else we have here. Let's go to other headlines. All right. So, yeah, back on track. I think that's a good way to put it. Goldilocks payrolls report, unlikely to sway FedPath. I agree with that. I don't think this payroll report was, was uh, I think, honestly, I mean, this was yesterday I made a video. I go, best thing that could happen is we we beat slightly. And that's literally what happened. We we beat slightly. I think it's great. Why why am I getting this? I don't care about the progressive EQS sedan. Anyway, uh, but yeah, unemployment report was I think excellent. We'll be hearing from Joe Biden later this morning on the jobs report. You can bet he's going to tout numbers. Yep, uh, definitely frustrated by the election results on Tuesday. Who, by the way, what like? got involved or or uh, paid attention to that Virginia race. I'm going to run a poll. Uh, I want to see how many of you actually paid attention to that Virginia race. Who did you pay attention to the Virginia governor's race? Yes, no. I'm just curious. Oh, no. Uh, an option. I don't want to do that. There we go. Ask your community. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, okay, good. So, okay, I just put the poll up. So if you don't mind, anybody can vote. You don't have to be a, a member to vote or whatever. Uh, but anyway, check that out. It, it, vote if you don't mind. I'm just curious to see how many of you are were paying attention to that governor race. Wow. Okay, I'm actually surprised by the numbers. We'll talk about the numbers in just a second, but because I don't want to skew the skew the numbers yet. Uh, so far, 825 of you have voted. So for the other 
9,500 of you listening with your phone down somewhere, walk over, pick it up, and vote. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Bloomberg Economics. Today's non-farm payroll reading is solid and significant. A significant improvement. It's not a blockbuster. That's true. It's not a blockbuster, but that's okay because we don't necessarily want an overwhelmingly hot report either because then then you start stoking fears of inflation again right so uh you know good good news on on, on that front right um mm-hmm. so let's see here i guess i give a short recap of of the jobs report for some folks um Let's see here. So let's see. Black women see biggest drop in participation since April of 2020. Wow. One group left behind, black women. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, okay. Give a, I, I suppose, a very brief summary here because there's some folks who have joined later and, and aren't familiar yet with, with the jobs report. So, um, Actually, we could do that really quick. Okay, I wrote down the numbers here. Quick summary on the jobs report. We were expecting 420,000 jobs. We beat that by 110,000. We came in at 530 with a revision upwards of about 100,000 in each month for August and September. Great news. It's not an overly hot employment report, but it is a slight beat, which is great. Fed likely to stay the course with tapering, not accelerating or decelerating, just stay the course. We uh, got a headline drop to 4.6% on the unemployment rate. Uh, inflation for wages went up on an annualized rate of about 4.2%, slightly slower uh, than uh, than uh, expected. We were expecting 0.4% month over month. We got uh, 0.355%, annualized is 4.2%. Labor force participation actually fell 0.1%, which is not so good. Uh, and annual inflation uh, for wages came in at 4.9%, right along expectations. This was a good jobs report, and the stock market is absolutely cheering it. So good job. Not overheating, which is also good. You don't want to overheat. All right, cool. So nice little summary there. All right, let's see here. Okay. Good. So um, now, what else do we have here? Let's see. They're still talking about Gottlieb. Uh, this is the end of the pandemic as we know it. Let's go ahead and hop on over for a moment. I want to listen on over here for a sec. It was an absolute mess. It was political intimidation. We've seen a lot of this recently. It's not just intimidation. I think it's illegal. I, I mean, I don't okay. think you're allowed to unlawfully detain someone. Pro protesters surrounding Mansion's car. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but the <laughs> margins aren't as good because uh, labor costs are so high. Uh, but I, again, I come back to the idea that maybe labor costs were too low. Uh, now, Jay Powell did say that we don't know when the, when the pandemic ends, whether more people come back to work. He said it's a wild card. Uh, can you stop those press conferences now? <laughs> I mean, geez, that's like an hour of your life with Hollywood Squares. Jay, listen to me. It's okay. I like the press conference. Gee, listen, yeah, watch yeah, it. Maybe, maybe over-communicating, you think? Well, like the, the Fed? Yeah, over-communicating. And plus, he always has to be a lot of the people I think are disrespectful. Uh, well, Axios has a piece out last night that he was uh, seen near the White House. Axios reads it as a, a sign that he the renomination may be coming. Oh, boy, we really need that. I mean, he's a 
I think he's well. Look, I'm I'm not a, a gigantic a billionaire. All the billionaires hate him, and they always say it's because what he's doing to the workers. Are you kidding me? I mean, all your costs are going up if you're a worker. You 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 bet you better have it. And the, worker, the workers are doing better than they ever have in my lifetime. I mean, look at the deer workers. I mean, they're, they have a good deal, and they they said said no to it. I mean, okay. Um, I don't I don't know if everybody's going to agree that the workers are doing great right now. I think there are a lot of people that are still not doing great, Jim. But uh, okay, uh, I do think uh, no, I I don't mind the press conferences with Jerome Powell. I think it. I think we've gotten so familiar with how J-Pow operates, uh, and it's it's a really it's a good thing. We want to be familiar with how J-Pow operates. Uh, let's, let's see what, what briefly for another minute here. If uh, you know sure. Jimmy Stewart, sure. I mean, it could have been it could have been back, the, the we all other, be working for Potter, the other Potterville, right? We all be working. You know, it was Potter or Bailey, and Jay gave us Bailey. I call him Jay because I know him. I don't mean to insult him. I mean, I always see those people like Mr. Ambassador. It's like, well, I talk to him. Yes. I call him Jay. You know? um, there, the, the odds of a June hike have come down last right. few days. Uh, people are maybe coming around to the idea that he's right about these short-term inflationary yes, bottlenecks. Yes, he is. Ooh. Right, that's true. Yes. I mean, Ooh. if you buy that, that uh, – if you buy the global foundries, which is a very important deal that came public, people aren't paying attention to it. If they can get the chips, Taiwan Semi can make the chips. If they, you know, KLA, uh, Lamb, you know, Lamb Applied Materials, they all get the chips, then we're going to stop hearing about that. The port thing is 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 difficult. Trucking, too. Yeah. Tr well, truckers, there's a lot of truckers who are banding together in little groups to become truckers and get ex extract more of their worth, uh, to have their own trucking companies. I think these problems go away. And I think Jay's right. I mean, look, it's Wheaton, you know, what do you do about the price of wheat? Well, he's not a gentleman farmer, for heaven's sake. I mean, and he's not the rainmaker. Uh, J.P. Morgan last night looked at global auto sales in October up three, finally. And they do see that as a sign that at least maybe in autos, we're starting to see some of these. <clears throat> well, ease. maybe. I, I, autos, I still think, is a first half of 2022. Yep. And we'll know this when I get the Maverick that I ordered in March. <laughs> I ordered this. I ordered this thing. It, uh, I was. I ordered it to garden last year. I'm lucky. I hope I get it to be able to garden this year. I was going to go to every Eagles game with it. Wait, where's my Maverick? Jim Farley, call your office. <laughs> yeah, where is my darn Maverick? I mean, what is that all about? What was that? A TV show? I thought it was. A, I thought it was a mini truck. When we return, Uber is moving higher ahead of the open. The company posts its first ever adjusted profit. Gross bookings, all-time high. Dara on Squawk talking about good driver availability uh, and some business travel. More Squawk on the Street continues after a break. Wow. All right. So, um, yeah, okay. I guess it's worth probably talking about J-PAL. Uh, I don't know. Um They're okay. Let's let's do this. There is a possibility, and, and I think this is this is something to consider as a potential market crash catalyst. Now I, I don't want to sound like fuddish, like okay, we go market crash again, right? But there there is a serious potential uh, market crash catalyst that we really haven't been talking about, and that is the potential that Joe Biden ends up not nominating. Uh, Jerome Powell for the Federal Reserve again. 
Uh, right now, we do expect that uh, Jerome Powell is going to renominate, uh, or uh, Joe Biden is going to renominate Jerome Powell. Uh, we expect that. And uh, the cool thing about Jerome Powell is we know Jerome Powell, right? We're, we're very familiar with Jerome Powell. We've gone through this entire pandemic with him. We know that he's on the slightly dovish side. We know where he stands on inflation. He thinks it's going to be transitory eventually. He thinks by uh, Q2 and Q3 of 2022, inflation is going to go down. Yeah, that's going to happen at the same time as the taper completes. And at that time, we'll be able to assess if it makes sense to raise rates at that time or not. Uh, and how quickly to raise rates. There are expectations. As of last month, 60% of market participants expected interest rates to go up starting in June. However, we just heard on CNBC that that rate is now declining uh, and that the market is beginning to potentially more so believe uh, Jerome Powell that uh, it is possible that rates could go down. Uh, or, or maybe not rates go down, but uh, that, that inflation does inflect down in Q2 and Q3 and the necessity to raise rates uh, goes down in, in the summer of uh, 2022. So uh, that that is very clear. And so when Jerome Powell changes his, his tune a little bit, we can really easily determine, okay, this is a huge shift. This is a slight shift. Like we know Jerome Powell's really predictable. He's really clear. Uh, he's, he's easy to understand. I actually think he does a very good job. Now, how could there potentially be a market crash uh, catalyst? Uh, well, the market crash catalyst, uh, let's see here, would essentially be that if Joe Biden says, hey, I'm going to pick somebody else. The market could temporarily freak out because the market's going to have uncertainty. Every time the market has uncertainty, stocks seem to fall. And the uncertainty would be, what if we get somebody who is a, a real hawk, who wants to raise rates like crazy starting now? What if we get somebody who's a real dove and doesn't raise rates quickly enough and we end up getting hyperinflation? Fears of both extremes in my opinion, will happen uh, or be amplified if Joe Biden ends up not renewing Jerome Powell uh, as chairperson of the Federal Reserve. Uh, I think the best and smartest thing for Joe Biden to do would be to uh, renominate Jerome Powell because it'll keep stability. And so that's why I say it's smart because the last thing Joe Biden needs right now is more political instability thanks to the disaster that we've had on uh, with with this infrastructure package and infrastructure negotiations. Uh, so if Joe Biden really cares about the infrastructure package and keeping the economy somewhat, you know, on, on the on the skinny path to to normalcy, please renominate Jay Powell. It's worth noting the bond market really doesn't see uh, a lot of fear right now. You know, we, we uh, if we look at the 10-year tips, we did this yesterday as well. 10-year tips uh, or the 10-year break-even, which is the difference between the 10-year treasury rate and the tips. Uh, it, it's actually come down a little bit here. Let's zoom in just to see this inflection here. Yeah, look at this. Towards the end of October, inflation fears have somewhat started subsiding a little bit. Obviously, this number is very, very volatile. So you're looking for larger inflection points. And we got a larger inflection point to the downside there. 
with uh, 10-year treasury yields now sitting at 1.511%. This is great. This is a nice decline off some of the highs that we've been having. So I think it's great. Uh, and uh, hopefully Joe Biden doesn't leave us with uh, with a new market crash catalyst because really that's the last thing we need is uh, another market crash catalyst. <laughs> so, uh, but but in, in, seriously though, that that is a, a very real concern that if Joe Biden does not renominate Powell, the market will be very uncertain until we get a nomination. And uh, I don't think it's going to take much to upset the stock market and for stock prices to fall substantially given these recent runs that we've seen to all-time high levels. I mean, some company names are just insane right now. Etsy, Enphase, Affirm, Tesla. Uh, I mean, these, these prices are insane. Even Matterport. Uh, I know it's down from its highs, but holy smokes. Uh, things are just expensive. It's hard to go shopping. Kind of annoying. Hey, maybe maybe we want J-Pow to to get replaced, and then we get another shopping opportunity in the stock market. But uh, I, don't I don't know that you want to encourage any form of <laughs> uncertainty right now, honestly. So, all right, what else we got? Uh, da, 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 da. All right, so what else we have? Let's go to the sticks. This sticks. See some of the comments too. Oh, uh, by the way, I also um, sixty-four uh, percent of you voted, and you didn't pay attention to the governor's race in Virginia, and thirty-six percent of you said that you did. That is interesting. Uh, I've been thinking about this. You know, does it make sense to buy Peloton on the dip? Ah, uh, man, that's a that's a tough ask. Uh, let's see here. I don't think YouTube will let you post links. Whoever is asking in the chat, bring back the helicopter. <laughs> what? Uh, Jay Powell is the only person Wall Street is looking at for confidence. I kind of agree with that. All right. Mm. Yeah, Square is adding. Uh, Square is is moving nicely. Okay, I do want to see. Let's look at Peloton just briefly. Let's let's look at some of their numbers here. Yeah. Okay. As we get to the opening bell here. So Peloton investor relations. Yeah, because I mean they're just getting destroyed now. The problem is. And, and they said this in their earnings call that uh, they have this impression of being a uh, an expensive luxury good. And that impression has been hard for them to shake. I believe that. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that's that's just not so ideal. But you go over here. It's just the growth rate is falling, right? I mean, we looked at this briefly yesterday that you've got. Uh, advertising, look at this, sales and marketing up substantially, right? 2.5x increase in sales and marketing. Yet uh, uh, connected fitness products declined in sales year over year. It's just not good. Uh, people don't want to see declining growth. And that makes it very difficult to value this kind of company. Let me see what the outstanding shares are on this thing. 
So Piton, let's see here. Piton, okay, per share data. Here we go. So if we just do a quick look here, we have about 301.2 million shares outstanding. And uh, if we go, well, we're not profitable anymore. Great. Okay, fine. Let me go to, let's look at some of their headlines here. Okay, so not expected to be profitable for a bit now. Well, that's not ideal. You get to, so let's say you get to a dollar of EPS earnings in 2025. Okay, so you get to a dollar of EPS in 2025. You're paying 59 times 2025 revenue or uh, earnings for this company. It, with with now a slowing growth rate, it's not as ideal. There, there are just better opportunities. Uh, even at the price where it is now, I, I think the market, look, I'm a big fan of buying the dip, but you're still paying a lot of money at $57 for a company that whose growth rate just, just plummeted. That's not so good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I could really jump up and down about buying the dip on Piton. So let's see here. Back to financial services. I want to see their their uh, shareholder deck again here. If we can actually see that. Peloton. Usually I prefer to look at the actual uh, quarterly report. But I briefly, I want to see what their forecast was because I'm pretty sure they put it in here. We looked at this yesterday. There, see, fiscal year Q2 guidance. So they think they're going to get to 1.1 to 1.2 billion in revenue totally, or total. Uh, half of that, I believe, is going to be subscriptions. So let's see here. So because subscriptions tend to be somewhat sticky. Okay, here we go. So subscription revenue at 304. We expect that to increase. Uh, I would say probably at maybe like a 20% clip. So let's say this is 360. That's going to put us for the next quarter, which is the winter quarter, at probably, let's see, they're guiding 1. Point, let's say the median estimate guide here is this, minus 3.6. Call it even 4. That's still a better clip of sales if they could do three quarters of a million in product. That'd be 50% more than what they did in the last three months. I, I don't know if, if we'd actually see that. Uh, but it's it's very interesting to me. Oh, workouts are going down. Yeah, look at this. This is interesting. You're actually seeing workouts starting to decline. Uh, so usage of, of the bike or uh, treadmill. Yeah, this makes sense that subscriptions are going up. But even the rate of subscriptions here quarter to quarter is actually not growing that much. See, look at that last quarter. That's 2331 divided by, oops, sorry. Always take the new number divided by the old number. 24 divided by 2331. That is, that's only a 7% uh, connected fitness subscription growth quarter over quarter, not 20%. It's not good. I mean, maybe that means more product sales or they're going to miss that. 
it's not something I could be excited about. Uh, I, I like it when dips happen, but it's not something I could be excited about. I'd honestly be more excited about Zillow uh, than than uh, than Piton. So yeah, that's that's a rough one uh, because you're paying for growth fifty nine times PE. Gosh, you're better off buying Tesla at today's price. And that's probably a fifty nine twenty twenty five PE. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> always take the new number divided by the old number. Why didn't they teach this in school? <laughs> I know schools are disappointing. Very disappointing. All right, what do we got? Some of their ARPU metrics were below expectations on this hold rate on NFL games, Jim. Anyway, I'll tell you what was interesting. Uh, there have been no upsets. There have been no upsets in that that really hurt them that and uh the overall i mean it's funny but if you're i don't gamble but if you look at these what happened is that there's no surprises so therefore it hasn't been as exciting uh i think jason's absolutely terrific and one of the things i really liked about it is that he basically told you look this is not what we need and uh that's become a very expensive business there's so many companies vying for uh the cost of acquisition is very high it almost reminds me as my friend ben stoto the research director for mid money says that it's kind of like the can the cannabis stocks a couple of years ago where they're just okay we are uh one minute from the opening here let's go ahead and take a look, look at crypto here quickly so look at this we got bitcoin at 61.63 slightly down here i honestly i wonder if it moved on jobs data uh, as uh, inflation expectations came in a little less than expected. Let's see here. Let's go to the trading view. It'll be a little easier to see it here. Let's go to the, uh, we can honestly, we can go, we should be able to go to the minute here. So November five, ah, just show me Weeble. I'm actually shocked, but yeah, let's go Weeble. Okay. One minute chart here. We're looking for five thirty. No, we got we actually got a boost there, tempor a little temporary boost in BTC, sitting at sixty one uh, five. You've got uh, Ethereum, and you got the bell coming up here. Ethereum forty five eighteen, Solana two thirty eight. All right, let's listen to the bell. They haven't found a way. Let's get the opening bell here at the CNBC Real Time Exchange as the big board scooter company Bird celebrating its recent listing via SPAC at the Nasdaq. It's getting next. A Brazilian provider of online credit card payments celebrating its listing. So you're going to watch a lot of green. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Look how green it is. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's like 96% green. Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. That is insanity. Holy moly. You can't stop the end of the year rally, folks. You just can't stop it. We have been expecting this end of the year rally all year long. And here it is. It's here. Uh, oh, my goodness. All right. Let's 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 see how things are moving in the day. Holy moly. Uh, is, it, is that from yesterday? Is that not updated yet? Nicola? Okay. Yeah, I don't think that was updated yet. Hold on. Let's, let's see what's actually happening here. There we go. Okay. Peloton. Peloton somewhat turning red at the intro here. Moderna trying to turn green at the beginning. Merck moving down. Fastly. Holy moly. Fastly like had really good earnings. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, this, I mean, the stock price ran. Now it's falling 9%. 
The only reason for this, I think, would be an offering. Is that they uh, they offer chairs or something like that? Because that's crazy. Uh, nope. <laughs> Never mind. There is no such news. They just ran on earnings. People got in. People got out. Wow. Nikola down almost 10%. Oh, that's after their SEC settlement. They they ran up like crazy. Wow. Redfin's down again 4.5%. How is the S&P 500 so green? Yet you've got some of these stocks really getting hurt here. DraftKings uh, down about 2.7% right now. Uh, you've got Invite down 1.92%. DocuSign down 1.65. Let's see here. SoFi is down one and a quarter percent. Zillow's down again 1.35. Open Door down a bit. Redfin's down a bit. Okay, let's look at the winners right now. Bill.com running but softening a little bit here. GoPro up 12.7%. Uh, Cloudflare, folks. Oh my gosh, it is now at uh, seven, uh, two, 216, two, ah, back to what are we at, 213 a share now? But really good job, Cloudflare, 5.86% to the upside. MP Material up 6%, Penn Gaming's up, Bact's up, Airbnb 6.3%. Uh, a lot of the recovery stocks, the airline's doing well, Pfizer uh, up 8.5%, Outlet 3.9%. Okay, lots of movement here. There we go. Matterport coming back 3%, going back to $21 a share. Very nice. Disney. Hey, is C3AI ever going to go up? Uh, it uh, was up. Up a quarter percent. <laughs> uh, okay, PayPal is actually up a tiny little bit today. Hippo. What a bizarro start here. Let's see here. Yeah, look at that. The S&P 500 briefly went negative there. And uh, now now positive again. How's NEO? NEO is up about uh, 0.15%. Tesla. Tesla is up about 0.2%. Fascinating. Gravity holding Nikola down. Yeah, no kidding. Now, I know Net had earnings, but... Uh, they uh yeah they they they're doing well. Yeah, they they beat. They beat top and bottom. Yeah, end phase. End phase rotating down about half percent. Etsy another one at all-time highs. Oh, 4.29% on Etsy there. Why? What happened to Etsy? Etsy's been so killing it. It's been incredible. Etsy Etsy individual news. No, not really. Yeah, holidays could be bright for Etsy as supply chain woes linger. Up, oh, totally agree with that. How's Nvidia? Oh man, you can't stop it, folks. You just cannot stop Nvidia. Very, very impressive. Now, Etsy right now is being considered a supply chain play, not a not a COVID play. Uh, so, Win, how's Win doing? Jeez, Nvidia, just stop, would you? Whoa, Win's doing nice, about five percent here. Very nice. 
Matterport, 3.89. Awesome. A square. Uh, square, 2.9. Awesome. Yeah, really U-turned because it, it was falling after earnings yesterday. And I guess the market's like, yeah, no thanks. I will gladly buy the dip on that. And uh, now it's actually up as it got a lot of attention. See, when companies uh, report earnings, they get a lot of attention. Greetings from Tel Aviv. Hello. That's awesome. Thank you for being here. All righty. So let's see what Jimbo's got. And then let's look at some other headlines. What does that mean for XYZ for this? That? Yes. And David Simon, who is, uh, let's say, no, I would never describe him as a sweetheart. Uh, he just went. Nah, boy, they're talking about uh, Simon Property Group. So, uh, yeah, Shalom. Uh, how do you say uh, cheers again? Uh, how do you say it? Why do I not know this? How, how, how do you, uh, somebody will know. Anyway. Uh, oh, Bitcoin just moved up a little bit. 61.9. Solana at uh, 238. Cardano, $2.01. Sheeb sitting at 49. Lahayam, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> just buy it. Just buy NVIDIA. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. I I just I I don't have enough money. So I'm I'm there's no need. Mm. Just bought NVIDIA. Screw it. <laughs> it doesn't stop. It will. It will. I'm going to be patient. Uh, I know that could be a mistake, but that's okay. If NVIDIA keeps running, it probably means other things are still running too, like Tesla and the other things. So, uh, All right. So, uh, yeah, Sheep's sitting at 50 now. What, well, how are other things? Dogecoin hanging out at 26. What, what are some of these other little ones doing? Axie at 150. Mm, pancake swap. What are how um I have not made any video about the Flokies, but I see these people advertising like crazy. Ooh, down about 14%. Uh yeah, it's had it's had a little hypey run. Alright, so uh what else do we have here? Let us see here. Airbnb almost 10% to the upside. Wow. Cloudflare 216. Woo! Ay 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 ay. Uh you've got Dave and Buster's up 7%. Dave and Buster's 5% on Matterport. Matterport's back. To get AMD it's cheaper. Yeah. Sometimes there's a reason. This is incredible. Yeah, Nvidia 4.5%. Oh my gosh, stop. Uh, Peloton down 34%. Moderna almost down a full 20%. Ouch. Burn. Etsy Affirm down about 5% each. DocuSign 3.7. Wayfair 3.3. Wow. Wow, wow, wee, wow. Trade Desk 1.6. So a little bit of an adjustment down on some of these high flyers. So a little bit of a relaxation. Tesla is down about a half percent right here. 
down uh, 0.41. Ooh, I wonder how my sell put is on that one. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Not, not trying in. Guess I have to sign in again. Okie dokie then. Well, I'll take care of it. So, uh, oh, Labor Secretary on the jobs report. Let's listen in for a moment. Minus dealing a pandemic uh, in the future here, hopefully short term. But in the meantime, we still have work to do. Uh, Mr. Secretary, yeah. I, like all the th- situations trying to do infrastructure, but if we address the direct shortages, the one that seems to have need the best skill set that I think the government may have to create is how to make uh, truck drivers how to create them how to get people to be a truck driver yes let's manufacture truck drivers (laughs) in our economy where would you tell people if they wanted to be a truck driver they could go learn well i I certainly think that that you should contact uh the sit the the american job centers here with the department of labor we have 20 2400 centers around the country you're absolutely right It, it is a big challenge uh, we looked at, we saw some gains in trucking for people who work for companies. Uh, we're almost, I think they're, they're 80% back to where they were pre-pandemic, which is a good sign. A lot of the trucking industries that we have problems with are independent truck drivers. We were dissecting some of that this morning, looking at the cost of keeping the trucks up, the cost of, of wages they get, they're getting paid to, to, to move, move supplies around this country. Uh, I would suggest to anyone that, that, that has a CDL or you want to get to work, Please contact us at the American Job Centers here at the Department of Labor. Uh, there are jobs available. We, we, we do need- I think he has an accent. <laughs> no, it's cool. I, I think it's awesome. Obviously, the Boston. All right. So let's see here. <laughs> I'm surprised Square did a nice U-turn here. Disney up. Well, Disney only up 1.9% uh, on, uh, on this news of uh, the Pfizer pill i think disney would move a little bit more but apparently not uh and peloton's obviously still getting smoked mm-hmm. all right let's see what other news there is let's get out of these cryptos and go on over to uh, bloomberg of course, Peloton's technical analysis shows that it's oversold. It just had a massive sell-off. What do you expect? Of course, the RSI is going to say oversold. <laughs> but it could be for good fundamental reasons. I agree. There could always, there, there'll, there'll be a rebound. But, um, yeah. Ooh. So, uh, this was great. Pfizer pill, coupon, deadline, let's see here. Biden weighs response to OPEC is a few good options. China tells small banks to cap wealth management product sales. Mm, let's see here. Traders have turned the power grid into a casino paid for by you. Okay. Any? Do we have any actual news here? Square might have a Bitcoin problem? The fintech company has been counting on fees from cryptocurrency trading, but quarterly results raise questions about the business's growth potential. Oh, red flag for Square uh, and uh, and Coinbase. 
the easy money days for Square might be behind it. On on Thursday, the fintech company known for its merchant checkout system and digital wallet cash app uh, and stock and Bitcoin trading reported lower than expected revenue for the quarter ended in September, mainly due to disappointing results from crypto trading. That business, which allows users to buy and sell Bitcoin through its app, generated fees for Square in the process, had $1.82 billion in sales, up 11% from a year ago, but significantly below the $2.47 billion median estimates uh, were estimated by analysts. It's clear that Square's cryptocurrency business is a huge area of uncertainty. Bitcoin today is barely used as a currency to spend on things. Instead, it's primarily used as a vehicle for financial speculation. Ooh, I want to know what you all think. I'm going to run a poll. Okay, we're going to do this poll here. Let's see here. We're gonna, first, we're going to end the other poll. And then we're going to write in, um, is, uh, is Bitcoin used primarily for financial speculation? Yes. No. Primarily. I'm going to put an asterisk on there. Primarily for financial speculation, uh, secondarily for inflation, hedge, store of value, ETC. Second for, okay. Yes, no. Okay, poll. Poll added. Let's, let's see what y'all think. Is the Bitcoin primarily used for financial speculation and then secondarily so second most important store of value inflation blah 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 all right so i like is this bloomberg comment wrong uh okay trading revenue faltered okay hmm bitcoin trading played a role in cash apps growth losing momentum yeah Definitely. Slow slowdown of growth. All right. Well, that's not that exciting. Right, let's go to the Financial Times. Let's see what else we have out here. Okay. U.S. job growth rebounds in October with widespread gains. Yep. Unhappy with Biden, Jersey suburban voters snap back to Republican. Eurozone retail sales unexpectedly fall as COVID infections rise. Well, that makes sense that uh, retail sales will go down when uh, when COVID goes up. How are they doing, by the way? Let's look at this. COVID cases in the United States have actually been pretty good. Let's hear here. Let's go to the United States. So still, I mean, somewhat flattish over here but still declining definitely still declining and then you have covid cases let's try like germany uh, do i think that institutions buy bitcoin to manipulate the price of it uh i think institutions buy crypto to trade it i don't know that necessarily it's it's to uh to manipulate but to trade it for sure. Look at Germany here. They're getting whacked with COVID cases. That's crazy. Yeah, they're they're really getting pummeled. How's the United Kingdom? 
they're kind of rotating down. How about the Netherlands? Okay. Into the nether. Whoa! Netherlands is, like, way up in COVID cases. 10,000 new cases. And, yeah, they're going through a breakout again here. What about, like, Italy? Italy. Nope, they're not having the issue so much. It's around Germany. That's shocking. Oh, Greece is seeing a little surge as well. Woo! Woo! Uh, wow. All right, interesting. Okay, so Peloton sitting at 30%. Uh, it did it did gain back about 3% here. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of speculation that goes into this one. Airbnb, 9%. Dave & Buster's over 40 again, up 7% now. Cheesecake Factory, 7%. Wow, the recovery stock's coming back here on this news. Matterport, 3.7. Pinterest up 3.2. Where's Tesla? Oh, Tesla falling all of a sudden. Ouch, Tesla. What's up with this? 1.24% garbage. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tesla rotating down a little bit here. And still rotating down. So what's happening to the downside here? Piton started running. Now it's rotating down again. Nerds Wallet, that IPO'd yesterday, down 11%. Fastly down 7 point. A lot of the traders probably pulling out of that fast. People seem to be buying the dip on Etsy and a farm to some degree. Redfin, not really getting much attention. It kind of makes sense. I don't really see Redfin get a lot of buy the dip attention. Yeah, Tes Tesla's not happy right now. Tesla's chilling, chillaxing a little bit. Okay. Expedia, 12% on Expedia. Oh, my gosh. Uh, by the way, if I haven't mentioned yet, uh, I should mention that you can still get a free stock at public by going to metkevin.com slash public. Metkevin.com slash public. Get a free stock worth all the way up to $70. They don't sell your information, and they don't use payment for order flow. Check that out. Link down below or go to metkevin.com slash public. Well, 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 Tesla. Tesla is being funny. All right, what else do we have here? So, uh, 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 let's see here. I kind of think it's interesting. You see, even NVIDIA is coming down a little bit. Is the SPY starting to fall a little bit? No, I mean a little bit. But even NVIDIA just pulled back. See, look at that. Qualcomm, Square, let's see here. Yeah, a little bit of a pullback here. Fastly, 7%. Kind of stabilizing here. Lucid, 2%. Oh, gosh. Tesla just keeps going down. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's listen to j here for a sec. 
or not J-Pow, uh, Jimbo. He raised the point that Apple's more expensive versus what it's been. Yes. Uh, Facebook, now Meta, is very inexpensive, but I think that there's still a gloom involving what's happened there, and uh, it's undeniable. Although, well, 341 today, I asked you if you thought 320 might have been the low. Oh, that was a low. Kinda, yeah, I mean, kind of nailed it. it. Is Mark Zuckerberg a visionary about this? If you watch the video, which is available to anyone, you will be blown away. I need you to watch the video. You've got to <laughs> understand the guy, the guy's, he's a hitter. <laughs> Defending him's a hitter. He's like a trillionaire. Somebody writes Zucker Gloom. <laughs> okay, but I'm like Zucker Gloom. I haven't heard of that. Uh... All right. So what do we got? Uh, what else here? Uh, all right. So what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Um. Tesla turning green again, tiny little bit. Uh, I mean, it's still down about 1% here. Neo's also down. A lot of the, uh, the autos are down. Lucid down 1.5. A little bit of a relaxing here is what we're getting. Peloton still down about 30%. Matterport's mm, up 5.2. Oh, C3AI just popped off a little bit. Oh, that's good. Why? I wonder if there's any news. C3AI. I don't think so. But I'll take it. Somebody just bought a bunch of that. Heck yeah. Ah, yep. Thank you very much. That's all I needed. Bye, Felicia. Hold on a sec. I like it. Uh, okay, one second. There we go. I had a um, call option on C3 AI. And uh, the thing spiked up like 17%, which was like 12 grand. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take a 12 grand profit today. Yes, please. <laughs> so I'll take it. I'll, I'll take the gift. That's that's the way to look at it. You get you look at it as they're, they're little gifts, they're just little little teeny gifts. Um, let's see here. And you gotta you gotta be willing to take tendies on options. Always remember that. And okay. Uh, I'm waiting to see what Tesla does here. Tesla's just like stock, stuck in the mud. Anyway, okay. So what else do we have going on? Oh, oh, Tesla green. Can we go green? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Push. Pump, baby. Pump. <laughs> so I have a Tesla uh, sold put, by the way. And, uh, oh, oh, run, baby, run. Yes, please. 
Run, baby, run. This is what we need. We need a Tesla run, please. Run. I love it. Please keep going. <laughs> oh, dear. Just set a limit. Ah, uh, you know what? That's good enough for me. All right. There we go. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. So what do we do there? Here. I'll share. All right. So what do we do? So... Let's see here. So I had a Tesla sold put. Just remember, I uh, I have a sold call, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna yield farm a bunch of uh, uh, options here. So this was a Tesla sold put that would have uh, if if Tesla closed under twelve hundred dollars today, it would have made me buy a thousand shares of Tesla. I just wanted the credit. So uh, I got a $41,000 credit. I was at the point where I'd realized 88% of the credit and it's not worth the risk that Tesla goes under 1200. So I bought that off. I bought that back, realized the $36,000 profit. Thank you very much. Uh, and, and basically I'm, I'm just playing with my margin without actually using my margin, right? Because my margin is just standing as my collateral, but I have no margin. Yeah, that's the Tesla one. And then this was the C3 AI one. I just bought this like a couple days ago. Uh, remember, every time I do send, uh, every time I do buy or sell anything, if you're looking for ideas, I send alerts in the Stocks and Psychology of Money group. Uh, there is a coupon code for that link down below. Uh, it, the, the idea is really just for you to see, oh, okay, this is kind of where Kevin's head is. This is what he's looking for. This is when he takes profits or whatever. And it, it just gives you an idea of, oh, okay, that's maybe an interesting uh, play or not or whatever, and lets you do your own research. But anyway, like 17, I, I put almost $72,000 into a C3 AI option for December. The thing just shot up like 5%, which turned into almost 17% on the call option. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so anyway. All right, so Tesla's actually moving up nicely right now, but really, I was—I only left just so you can see. I only left. What did I leave on the table? I left on the table about the potential of another four thousand seven hundred dollars, but it's not worth it. Like, it's—it's it's an extra maybe ten percent, or it could literally lose all of it if it closes at eleven ninety nine. That up thirty six thousand could could go to zero, right? So it's like. Why? Why risk that? Just take the tendy. <laughs> it's not worth the extra ten percent, uh, and and that's where I'd rather I'd rather take a profit early than than speculate for too long and then lose money. And I think that's uh, uh, very that happens very quickly in stocks, uh, especially options. Is uh, folks hold on and then they see like a two hundred percent gain turn into like a thirty percent loss. And losses suck. 
Oh, look at Matterport, though. Let's go, Matterport. 6.32%. The volatility's got to be up on Matterport right now. That's It's going kooky. Uh, Michael says, thank you for the attendees on C3AI. Good job. Awesome. You did that. Uh, okay, so what else here? Matterport. Let me see Matterport here. Let's see. Square. Hmm. Square. Pinterest still sucking. Matterport. Hmm. Oh. Oh, I'll take that too. Hold on a sec. There's a there's another option here that I'd like to take attendee on. Oh, there we go. Good, went through. Perfect. Uh, usually covered calls or sold puts, if they're up a certain percentage, I take them attendees. Uh, cool. Covered call. Good day for little tendies. DocuSign dip. Is DocuSign dipping? Let me see. Docu. Yeah, I mean, 71. It's not like killer. You know, if I, if you get back to the 200 day moving average, let me know. <laughs> uh, EXBI, I like. I like, I want to increase my position. I'd like to do so, however, at the support line at about 37. All right. Das ist gut. Das ist sehr gut. How's Lemonade? Yeah, PayPal is garbage right now. Like, they are doing so poorly. I expect them to look at how low they go and the volume, folks. Why is the volume so freaking high? Like, how could PayPal be just getting destroyed so much? And I don't understand why the volume is so high. Just after, as soon as the Pinterest news came around, the volume exploded here. It's like companies are just rotating out of PayPal or, or funds or whatever. But I don't understand that because PayPal is such a good company. Uh, let me see growth rate here for PayPal. So PayPal's still expected to grow. Folks, listen to this. PayPal is expected to grow 20% over the next five years on average. 20% over the next five years on average. PayPal is expected to have 10.69, 69, come on, they're giving you everything here, okay? They're expected to have 10.69 EPS in 2025. Backing that off, 228.58 divided by 10.69 is 21.38 forward earnings. It's not bad, especially in this market. Uh, and then if you divide that uh, by, by the growth, you know, you got a peg ratio of basically near one here. This is phenomenal. I mean, this is a... That's a diversification play, in my opinion, if, especially if you have higher growth plays like Tesla and a firm or Etsy or whatever. I like it. 
I wonder how the volatility has moved. MTT PayPal. Let me see here. What's stocks and psychology and money? Stocks and psychology and money is just the, uh, it's a course on uh, building your wealth down below. It goes through everything, just psychology, money, beginner finance, uh, then intermediate finance, and then advanced finance, taxes, LLCs, liability, stock investing, whatever. Uh, options, technical analysis, whatever. You pay once, you get lifetime access to all the content in it, and I go live every day the market's open. Okay, so... Uh, except not lifetime access to the live streams because I don't commit to doing live streams forever, <laughs> but the content forever. Uh, and I, anytime I add new content to it. Anyway, um, worth noting that volatility on PayPal is finally plummeting again. This is what we expected to happen. We expected volatility to plummet uh, on PayPal. And let me see here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can ask direct questions in the course because uh, it, we do the live chat. And as long as you're there early, you can ask all your questions. Okay, so here is PayPal. Yeah, PayPal's still getting burned. Let's see here. PayPal and pins. Those are both getting just smoked. Oh, well. Kind of shocks me. I think. Oh, I'm a little blurry there right now. Uh, oh, thanks, Jess. It's a fantastic course for people who have no idea how to get out of check-to-check -check loop and build wealth. Kevin makes it simple and it changed my life. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks, Jess. Congratulations. Uh, yes. Talk about put and call options and all that. Yes. Can we get in for free and pay after? <laughs> buy now, pay later. <laughs> PayPal gives you options to buy now, pay later. Oh, Poshmark's on the move. Why is Poshmark on the move? Hold on a sec. Poshmark. Let's see what there is. There's got to be news for Poshmark to be going like this, doesn't there? Nope. Apparently not. Okay. Poshmark's just moving. So is Airbnb almost over. Wow. Yesterday, I was even tempted to do a call option on Airbnb. Man, that would have done so well today. <laughs> oh, well. You know, it's it's the woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? So Carnival, 7%. Wow. But then again, how could you have expected the, the Pfizer news? You really couldn't have. That would have been just lucky. Pinterest tried to come back from the dead up 4.6%. I mean, talk about dead here. Holy moly. Pinterest sucks. Mm, I don't really know anything about JMIA. I get asked about that one regularly. But I, and once you get outside the U.S., it's my expertise goes to negative. Okay. What other opportunities do we have here? There's got to be some. Got to be something to do. Let's see. Let's listen to CNBC for a second here. 
Uh, all that said, at 4,700, we yeah. are above some year-end targets for some of the major strategists. Probably here. above most of them, yeah. actually, and then probably above some of the year-ahead targets. So it's it's obviously stretched. I mean, today I think it, if we're up uh, at the close, it's 16 out of 18 days higher for the S&P, seven days in a row. Uh, 10, 11 percent or 10 percent, let's say, in, in about a month. Yeah. So you're, you're getting a little hot in the short term. Uh, Forty seven hundred also was this level. If you just sort of drew a straight line in terms of how this rally has gone all year, you're bumping up against it. So jobs day kind of celebratory rallies. You know, sometimes they're the culmination of some good news as opposed to the beginning of it. But I think the underpinnings are, are, are impressive no matter what. Yeah, I'm just going to bring this full circle and into our, our next panel discussion, which is when you look at Uber, I mean, the company did say that the shortage of drivers that the spending on incentives to entice drivers is largely behind it. We talk about, you, you talked about it in the last hour, the truck driver shortage. This is one of those cheap competitors, the ride sharing companies and the delivering co companies. They're taking on some of those folks that maybe mm. have been dealing with the supply chain issues on the trucking side, not getting paid for their hours and hours of waiting. And now they're becoming All right. like Let's see here. The future is dog-themed coins. <laughs> Kevin West, uh, if you just joined, make sure you watch lecture 1.0, and that'll get you into the live stream. Uh, we'll have another one. I'm going to go check on the kids uh, after I finish this live stream, maybe hang out with them for a little bit, make coffee, and then I'll we'll do the course member live stream. So, okay, let's look at Barron's here quickly. Let's see if they have any ideas. Sometimes Barron's has ideas. Or good, good pieces. Jobs better than expected. Pfizer soars. Airbnb, Expedia jump on earnings. Travel is back. DraftKings stocks slides. Testing may take a while, but gene therapy is poised to tackle mass disease. Good. China has the jump on building the metaverse. Mm. Metaverse pushes NVIDIA briefly over $750 billion market cap. Wow. Uh, looks like... Um, Wells Fargo raised their expectations for them. Tesla stock is overvalued by one trillion. They they literally just hit a trillion. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, did Kathy finish dumping her her Zillow? Gosh, she sold a lot. I think she's getting completely out. How much money have meme stocks made? Hmm. All right. Well, let's see here. Millennials will drive up home prices for years to come. Fascinating. All right. What else do we have here? Let's take another look at this final look at the sticks here. 7% on Matterport. Why is Matterport all of a sudden running? I, I don't understand. I mean, maybe just because it oversold yesterday. It could be. Because there's no particular news that I saw. Bill.com, Airbnb. Airbnb is really doing well. MGM, these are all our recovery plays. Very nice charts today. Pinterest, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll gladly take the 4%. I'd like to be out. Poshmark, settling down again a little bit. Walt Disney, 2.8%. Nice, finally. Nvidia, Cloudflare at 205. NVIDIA at 304. Relaxing a little bit after some euphoria at the beginning. Patience is a virtue. Unless you're in options. Then patience could mean you lose lots of money really fast. <laughs> Peloton down 31%. Moderna down 19%. Uh, firm Holdings. What else do we have here? 
DocuSign, Outlet, these guys have gone down here. Sunrun. Etsy's only down 1.9 right now. It was down like 5% earlier. Although Enphase is down 1.5%. Where'd Tesla go? Tesla. Oh, Tesla's recovered. It's only down about a third. Lemonade's down about a half. Good. I wonder on Tesla how sold puts are for next week. Uh, Patrick Walsh says, I think your course must be worth every penny. I've learned so much just from the channel. Can't wait to buy it. He goes, oh, well, thank you for that. I think you'll love it. 3D printed houses can't come out soon enough. Yeah, I don't know. I think lumber costs are going to come down and it's going to be a little less of an issue there. Uh, okay, let's look at options here. Tesla. Tesla. Und historic volatility. All right. So Tesla's vols coming down. That's as expected. Let's go to next week. And let's go with a sell put. Oh, I don't know. How much am I going to get if I sell at 1230? Sell at 1230. Oh, juicy right now. 56K. Ooh, it's a lot of collateral you have to put up to do options on Tesla. I realize that, but the volatility is still up. It's come down, but it's, it's still pretty high. And you do these weeklies and, and keep getting in. So you have a sold call at 1200. So like, for example, if I did this and uh, it's sold for, you know, let's say I got assigned at 1230. Uh, well, it's kind of like me buying the shares for 1174. I like that. That's not bad. Uh, 1235. If I go to at the money now for next week, that's 52. If I go to 1230, let's see here. 1225. That gives me four. Okay. Well, where'd all the options go? Oh, so there we go. Sell put. No, all the options went away. Where were all the other de the other options we had? There we go. Twelve thirty. That's the one I was looking at. Yeah, this one's fifty four thousand. So that one's fifty four thousand. If I go to twelve twenty on a sell put, how's that sixty k? There's no way. How do they pay you more for that? That doesn't make sense. Let's go to 1200 right now. 1200. I think it's glitched again. Yeah, that's better. Let's see, here we go. Whoa. What's saying 75? There's no way it's 75. There's, there's no way. There's just no way. 75? For 1225? I mean, I'll do that. If that goes through, I'll do that. That's, yeah. Sell put for next week. I don't think that's going to go through, though. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, of course it's not going through. Yeah, it's totally not going through because it's bugged again. Weeble's sucking again. Exactly. It should be like 40-something. Man... Weeble, you guys are just sucking lately. 
totally this. They did this yesterday too with the options. It's so ridiculous. <sighs> Sell put here. So this this amount should be going down as I go more uh, out of the money. Not up. That's so dumb. Twelve. Let's go to twelve twenty here. Oh, that's not even updating. Fine. I'll just look at the put side over here. So 50, 1230, 48. It's a couple bucks for five, couple bucks for five, couple bucks for five, couple bucks for five. It's not horrible. I mean, I, I think I'm going to go. How's our open interest? Yeah, any any of these are pretty good actually. All right. Let's uh let's sell a put. Tesla falls next week. I'll end up getting assigned. Should I wait for next week? Nah. No such ticker. Get out of here. Gosh, Weevil. You're really screwing up. There we go. All right. Let's sell a put. Dude, how is there no such ticker? Absolute garbage today. All right. I'm trying to sell a put on Tesla. Trying to go options next week because we're rolling this stuff to make dollars. If we get assigned, it's okay because we get called out anyway. Let's go to... Well, now the pricing's changed. Fine. It's very annoying. All right. Sell. I can't get anything to fill today. I want to vomit. I think Weeble is just screwing with me today. And you're just going to hear me rant. Okay, I did it. Gosh. So annoying. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Last, last, seriously, last look. Uh, and then I said, oh, yeah, look at that. NVIDIA is going back up. Let's look at this. NVIDIA, quick look here. NVIDIA moving back up. Gosh, 3.5%. Very nice. S&P 500. Climbing very, very nicely. Very nice gains here. Peloton still down 30%. Affirm 4.24 to the downside. EXPI down 3.14. Maybe some other buying opportunities. We'll look for other buying opportunities in the course member live stream. I'm excited. Uh, we'll definitely go hunting uh, for some trades. Okay, cool. Thanks so much, everyone, for being here. It's always fun to have you. And, uh, folks, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks again. Bye.